it's ep in the city and aunt b and welcome to the The wind down where we give you a healthy dose of sophisticated ignorance look we don't claim to be perfect and we are definitely not politically correct but if you're not too sensitive we'll just bring your sense of humor and and wind down down with with us yo it's your girl ep and it's aunt b and welcome to the wind down how are you I am doing great. It is a new year, and I am excited about the days to come. How are you? I am well. Happy New Year. Um, Happy New Year. We ended 2016 with a bang. We're starting off with a bang, and I just realized that I will not be EP anymore. What's it going to be? What's it going to be, girl? I can be, I don't want to be EC. (laughs) Okay, so the C reflects your... Mary, last name? Yes. I'm going to okay. take my husband's name. Oh, that's big. That's huge, girl. That really is. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I debated the hyphen. I debated making my last, my current last name, my middle name. Um, I even tried to negotiate my last name as our child's first name. And then I was like, baby, just submit. Just submit. You're doing too much. Yeah. You're trying to bring corporate America into your marriage. Just submit. Baby, what you want to do? What What would you prefer? Okay. Wow. That is a big step. Big step. It is definitely oh. a big step. Absolutely. Well, I'm happy for you submitting all up, up in the new year. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and get acclimated to saying it now. So when the official time comes, I already have it down pat. Okay. I I, I, I respect that. I can work with that. it still has the same, you know, it still is the same kind of of sound. It's not like EW or ES. Right. EC, EP, it still, it works. Look, I, I, I approve of it because it could it could go down if I didn't approve of it, right? <laughs> right, because you are that influential in the life right. of my husband and me. I promise. Exactly. <laughs> I ain't lying. <laughs> it works. <laughs> so, I'm happy yeah, cool. to. Um, I'm happy for the new year. I'm always. Happy to get past Christmas. Lately, I've just been happy to get past Christmas. I don't know why. I just, I just get this semi-depression, like, towards the end of the year. And I'm like, hurry up and be over with already. But, like, 2016, man, we saw some major losses. Like, it's a lot of people went out in the class of 16. <laughs> like, dang, you know, I'm just happy to be As you in the land of the living. <laughs> As you giggle, fair to mind. Go ahead. My bad. I'm just giggling. That's the giggle of joy, you know, to be alive. That's a life giggle just came about me. You know what I'm saying? I know, that's and right. Like, they was falling off everywhere you look. Like, Alan Thicke, just bam, up out of here. Ricky Harris, right. up out of here. Of course, Prince. And, I mean, it's so many people in the class of 2016. We started with Natalie Cole. She, she, she started here off with a bang, and ever since then, it was like, Celebrities was just catching hell. His heart just stopped beating. Like, what's really going on? So I hope 2017 is is gonna um, 
you know, have some chill. You know, I've been thinking about how we go into this pseudo morning state for people we don't know. And I, you know, it's always like, dang, when somebody passes. But I think people get like this emotional high from hearing that another so-and-so has fallen from grace and is now on the other side of, you know what I'm saying, those pearly gates. And I guess for me, I'm just grateful nobody I know personally has yeah. stolen up some double deuces. You know, so like, I'm glad <laughs> I'm able to have this conversation with you. As you more right. folks, you all know. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't saying I was mourning them, but I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't well, one day 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 like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I one see. of those things where you're just like, wow, you know, whether you know you know the celebrity personally or not, you feel some type of connection to people through entertainment, you know. Right. And um right. it's just it was a big year. I thought two thousand nine, remember two thousand nine was crazy. That was the year Michael Jackson died and Ed McMahon and Farrah Fawcett and um Patrick Swayze. It was a lot of people went out and 2009, but 2016 just, it trumped it. It literally trumped it. Literally. <laughs> literally. Yes, it literally. did. Rest in peace to all the fallen soldiers. Yes. See you at the crossroads in about 93 more years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So do you have, like, any resolutions or anything like that? I know if, if I know the type of person you are, you're probably going to say you don't really make serious resolutions. You know, I do spend every day trying to be better than right. my yesterday. And so since yeah. I'm part Jewish, my New Year, 5777, started months ago um, before this you know, calendar that we're on, I'm just going in celebrating, focused on um, my family, focused on my faith, um, and focused on fitness. I definitely want to and focus on my coins. Let, let me not tell this story. I am so determined to stack these coins and properly manage my funds in 2017 that I am going to appear to be super stingy. Let me be stingy. Um, I'm darn it, giving my heart away. And, I, and this year I want to master my finances, especially um, having a new home. You know, that was huge for me today, the close on my home Great. in 2016. Yes, thank you, thank you. That was what that happened December 23rd, so a couple of days before Christmas, I was able to get my dream home. Um, and that puts me back in Tomanville, and that's where I want to be. I want to be one of the pioneers that say, okay, we did the whole Westmobile thing. We moved outside of our um, home communities. Now let's go back. You know, let's give the kids the opportunity to see mom and daddy get up and go to work. Let's give, let's put the neighbor back in neighborhood. Yes, well, so, I don't have any New Year's resolutions either, really. Um, I started the new year with the 21-day fast, and um, part of the fast is social media. Well, thank you. I have um, chosen, um, um, along with, you know, certain food to give up social media for 21 days. I will be posting the wind down, but, you know, that's it. 
And I'm in the fifth day. I mean, already I just kind of feel a different type of lightness. Like, just, we're so, I, I don't know about you, but just growing, just getting through the workday sometimes, you are so ruled by those damn notifications. You know, you just find yourself spending so much time on social media, all of our free time, and even sometimes when it's not free time, driving even. You know, um, a lot of times we're checking and seeing what's going on. So these five days have been really just mentally um, peaceful for me. And I've just been focusing on some other things too. But, yeah, I'm in 21 days, and I feel stronger, like, each day. And it's always good to, like, test your discipline as well. I've done the um, the fast at the beginning of the year before, um, a couple years, and I never went 21 days because my birthday is in January, and I usually start celebrating, like, the week before. So I usually do, like, 14 days or, you know, right. I cut it short for the turn-up, you know. Right. But um, I'm going to push it out to 21 days. My birthday is on the 26th, so it won't run <laughs> until my birthday. But like I said, I, right. I, usually, I usually cut it off for the turn-up. But I, I'm not going to do that this year. Like, I'm going to keep going <laughs> the whole three weeks. <laughs> You know, I don't have a TV, so I get a lot of my information from right. um, the Internet and from what comes through my handheld device. For example, I would have not known that Kim Burrell was getting dragged by everybody if it wasn't for <laughs> social media. <laughs> and, I didn't, and I do know about that whole Kim Burrell thing because... I do still listen to Ricky Smiley um, in the morning. So they kind of touch on some of those things. And I did hear about Kim Burrell getting um, a whole lot of backlash for her comments against um, homosexuals. Did she make those comments like in a sermon or was she in an interview? Or what? Yeah, she was delivering a sermon um, from a pulpit. So she was speaking okay. from a ministerial, pastoral um, standpoint. Mm-hmm. And the comments that she made um, have been uh, promoted as hateful speech, um, you know, as homophobic, as anti-gay. And I just don't, I don't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think Kim Burrell's comments regarding um, homosexuality speak from her faith. And Christianity, homosexuality is a sin. And so for me, you know, the LBGT community um, promotes tolerance, yet when it comes to people's religious beliefs, they seem to be highly intolerant. And not only highly intolerant, it's like you can't say what your faith teaches. It's almost like how you can't say anything negative about Jews because you're going to get dragged, or the Jewish population. It's like the LBGT community has it on lock. If you say anything against them um, or that doesn't affirm them publicly, then you are homophobic. And I don't think that's necessarily fair. I don't think that speaks to um, the tolerance that they should show for people who have different beliefs or who just ain't with it. I don't know exactly what she said, so I can't. I, I'm really not qualified to comment. Like, I, I heard it mentioned on Ricky Smiley, and then I heard that she was supposed to be on Ellen's show, and she's not going to be on there anymore, and some other consequences. Yeah, she's supposed to be on Ellen's show, 
January 5th, um, Ellen rescinded her invitation, um, or Ellen posted on Twitter that Kimberrell will not be on the show. And that's how she uh, addressed okay, it. Okay, so I just I pulled thought it up. Really made... mm-hmm. I just pulled it up, and she says, that perverted homosexual spirit and the spirit of delusion and confusion, it has deceived many men and women. You as a man, you open your mouth and take a man's penis in your face, you are perverted. You are a woman and will shake your face and another woman's breast, you are perverted. Hmm. <laughs> and people call it hate speech, um, and I don't necessarily think, think it's hate speech. I don't see that as hate speech. I see that as teaching from her faith, um, as preaching from her faith. And I don't necessarily see the opposite of love as hate. I read recently like the opposite of love is intolerance. And a lot of people who don't necessarily agree, quote, unquote, with um, homosexual lifestyles of men bumping men and women bumping women or what have you, who, people who don't practice that, um, they don't, oftentimes it's like, it's believed like they hate homosexuals, and I don't think that's the case, because they're, they're very tolerant, you know what I'm saying, like, that's what you do, that's what you do, I just don't, but don't be trying to shame folks into changing their belief systems, <laughs> all this Christian shaming, y'all need to cut it out, <laughs> the homie Serena Williams just got engaged to a white man, all right, who's mad about that, who's mad Serena Williams has crossed all that dunk over to the other side. <laughs> Nathaniel Fair, Nathaniel Fair from Facebook has commented that you jigaboos would have been undrugged everybody named mama if it was a prominent black athlete marrying an exotica. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, to his point, then there may have been some pushback because there's so many um, eligible, great, single African-American women. We know that the pickings get a little slimmer when we're talking about who's on that level with Serena. You know what I'm saying? Um, and all y'all ain't always been rocking with Serena. Some of y'all didn't start rocking with her till that booty got developed. Because when she had them little thin-ass cornrows going back with the little bees on the end, y'all were like Serena, my girlfriend. When she was going through puberty and hitting that ball, y'all were like, y'all didn't choose Serena. And she knew it. She knew y'all when she was a her. And so she just exercised some liberty to say, you know what? I'm going to just marry me a rich white man with money. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> Won't he do it? Do you think that black women have more of a problem with black men marrying or dating outside of the race than they do with black women doing it? So, okay, I will ask that question and answer it at the same time and go back to what we were talking about. <laughs> You know, when I heard, when I saw that Serena, you know, was getting married to a rich white guy, you know, I, I kind of had that gone girl smirk, you know what I mean? Like, I am guilty of being one of those black women who um, look at black women as marrying good white men or rich white men as being something to high-five about. And on the flip of it, when I see it happen with the black man marrying or dating 
uh, women outside of our race, I'm just kind of like, mm, I always want to know the reason why he's doing it. You know what I mean? I feel like right, I already right, know right. the reason why she's doing it. Like, I already know the reason. Like, go, girl, good. Glad you ain't stuck on these nothing-ass noobles. Right. And you went on ahead and brought in your horizons, and you got to somebody else. But when it happens with the black man dating um, someone outside of the race, I'm always like, why? Why you do it? In no way, shape, nor form do I want to come off as um, dogging out black men um, because I love black men, you know. But I, I do like when some of us are more open-minded um, and not limiting ourselves to just dating only black men because I, I think there's been a lot of black women's problems. You know, we are attracted to black men. We, men, we have this particular one that we want, well, not particular one, but the particular type that we want. And some of us wait too long for it or we settle or whatever the case might be because we just want to date this image of a guy that we have in our mind and he's usually always black. <laughs> so when I see one of us decide that, hey, I'm not going to limit myself to that, then, you know, it's kind of like a sister victory, you know, like, oh, girl, you know. But I think right. over time, as black women, we felt so dogged out and so betrayed by black men because I have heard black men just say things towards black women like, y'all don't do this, y'all won't do that. The reason I'm, you know, dating a white girl is because of this, or the reason I'm dating this race of girls is because of that. Like, it's always these silly little stupid reasons. So when they do it, I always want to know why. Like, are you doing this because you feel like it's easier on this side or – you know, just even being in college and going to school with a lot of star athletes that were on their way to the NFL and just hearing comments of them mentioning about black girls being gold diggers or black girls doing this and that or the black girl ain't going to help you with your, um, with your paper and do your homework for you and blah, blah, blah. Like I've heard all of these negative comments or reasons against right. why a lot of them don't want to deal with us or just choose not to deal with us at the moment. So I'm just always looking for a reason when I see certain black men when they date outside of the race is why are you doing it? Like if it's really for love and if it's really one of those things like, hey, you know, I don't have a preference. I like women, so, you know, a woman is a woman, then cool. But if it's some or some disrespectful reason that, you know, I just don't fool with black girls. I don't like weed. I don't like this. I don't like that. Like all those right. silly reasons that, seem to um, target us in a negative way, then, you know, I'm just not, I'm not here for it. I totally understand that, and I agree um, 2,000%. You know, it's painful for me when I hear rhetoric from black men, and they just sound like they hate black women. And it's like, who hurt you? Why are you seem so fragile? You know, like, so your experiences with the first five women in your life were so negative to where you discounted an entire group of people uh, because black women don't do that. Because black women chronically are dogged out by the men in their sphere of influence, which typically is a black man, and they can chronically get dogged out and yet will rise for the black man. And you just yeah. don't have that same type a loyalty a lot of times. So I do understand you big up and sending that sister girl not up. Like, that's what's up, Serena. You know, find you some happiness. It's good to get whatever you want, like, you know, to get the happiness that you were.
Because, you know, you can't be rolling up in nobody when that's your quote-unquote friend and y'all done did the nasty. <laughs> yes, girl, you can't be, you can't, like, as a future wife, as a future bride, you know, Terrell as a future husband, um, a future groom, you know, it's certain rules. And one of the rules is don't be invite nobody to the wedding that you done ran up in. Or that hmm. you said, I'm part my language. My goodness, bad Erica. Do not extend your invite list to people whom you've had intimate relationships or sexual relationships with. So if that's your homeboy and that's purely your homeboy, then cool. But if you've had sex with your homeboy, yeah, homeboy can't come to the wedding. You know, I don't think I will be so much disturbed by them coming to the wedding as I will be disturbed by them being in the wedding. And I actually have a friend <laughs> who is married. <laughs> I got a minute, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before you start on your analogy, hold up. So you're mm-hmm. saying if you're a current man now and you decided to get married and y'all had a wedding, and y'all was going through the invitation list. And, you know, y'all y'all get married, so y'all know who's been with who. You know what I'm saying? Or you disclose, you disclose 10% of your list, and you know all of his list. So you're saying going through his list, if he started to add people that you know he's been intimate with, you'd be okay with it? Mm, I mean, I, I guess I would have to... It's a, it's a lot that of evaluation that we're going through there. Like, how long ago has that been? I mean, does children, does mother of children count? Because that would be someone that they've been intimate with. And I wouldn't mind if I was, you know, marrying someone who had children, them inviting the mother of their children to the wedding if the situation was, you know, a cool situation. So I can't really say, I can't really say no. I can't say, nah. She can't come to the wedding because you done bang out before. All right, within the past five years then, post-high school, we ain't talking about high school jump-offs. We talking, we, we talking yeah. about, like, college and after. Yeah, probably not. Mm, probably not. It, I, probably not. I just try not to just sum everything up and be like, yeah, no, because I just found myself in the last couple of years building a whole lot of rules that I used to have or going back on a lot of things that I thought were absolute hell no. Mm-hmm. And I find myself like, okay, you know, kind of bending corners or looking at stuff differently. So, of course, naturally, I wouldn't want to have a wedding um, list full of people that you have talked to or different people that you keep in contact with still. You find a need to still befriend them and y'all have had. Um, some type of prior sexual relationship. But there may be a person or two that I understand or that you, I've been told about. or it, it could be. I don't know. But like I said, my whole thing is going back to, like, the mother of the kids. Like, if you have children with a woman or two or three <laughs> uh, and you decided to invite them to the wedding, I can't say that I would necessarily have a problem with that. But would they come? Yeah. You know, I haven't seen those type of "quote unquote" baby mama situations to where the baby mama is that cool with the new chick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen. I wish it was more of that, but I haven't seen that. You know, and it, it's just about the person. Like, you know, you just some people.
people really have relationships, um, new girlfriend and then mother of the children. Like, they really do have relationships with each other because of the kids, especially if the new girlfriend has a child with the guy. And they, right, right, um, right. you know, have to communicate with each other as far as, you know, making sure the siblings um, interact with each other and are around each other. So some people are really past it, especially if you are, if it's a situation where, the child's mother has herself moved on. She has someone else, and her son or daughter is going to be in the wedding. She just might come, and she may bring her husband or significant other. That's true. Now, that's a caveat. Yeah. That's a caveat. That's a yeah. caveat. But that ain't the situation I was referring to. But I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. But like I was saying, though, I have a friend who got married, and his wife did not know, and I don't even know if she knows to this day. He just told me this information that one of the the chicks that was one of her bridesmaids was someone that he had a sexual relationship with in college. And he always presented this um, woman like she was just a really good friend. And he was like, look, we're past the point where we um, had sex with each other and the feelings aren't there, but she's remained a really good friend of mine. And when he introduced her to his um, fiancé or girlfriend before they even got to that point, they formed a relationship. And so when they got ready to get married, he suggested that she be in the wedding. And, of course, the wife had no problem with it because she's always looked at her as being a really good friend that she accepted of her husband or, you know, fiancé, boyfriend, you know, even back then. So that I would have a problem with. Like, I don't need to be more than that. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that because in everything that is going on, I need to go into the situation, you know, making the decision that I make because I know the truth. Like, don't just try to speak a homegirl in and have me try to be the bigger person and be like, okay, cool, is this his friend? And y'all had a prior sexual relationship, and I got her all smiling as one of my bridesmaids. Like, I would just prefer to know before I made that type of decision. And don't try to right that full disclosure because yeah I understand that like you want full disclosure because people will try to make a fool out of you otherwise you know what I feel like you always want to be in a position to where you are in total control of how you proceed with the relationship and with the information given but if they don't provide you the information then you do feel like folks trying to make a fool out of you I get that exactly exactly that's all I ask just let me know let me let me make my decision based on truth and knowledge right (laughs) yeah let me make my decision based on truth and knowledge well, that's good. Well, you know, we got some, some huge developments that have taken place. Alabama has been in the national political news media um, mm-hmm. lately. It, it jumped off with um, U.S. Senator Jeff Sessions being chosen um, as Trump's U.S. Attorney General pick. And this week, the NAACP was like, no, we ain't with it. And so you saw the resurrection of a prehistoric civil rights group basically reared their head and was like, we're taking a public stance against this nominee. And so they staged um, boycotts, essentially, um, or sit-ins, I should say, at Jeff Sessions' office here in Mobile, and that made national news. I was proud of them. Yeah, I did see that, the NAACP situation. I didn't read it, but I saw it on the screen. <laughs> like 
know, yeah, their argument was that um, Sessions has been on the wrong side of um, voter rights, and he's callously ignored the reality of voter suppression um, while he's attempted to prosecute civil rights leaders. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's their position. Um, we'll see how it plays out. But I think it's important to have a strong and active brand when you're talking about booking nominees to um, certain positions in the White House. And the NAACP has struggled for a few years trying to find their footing because that's your grandmama and them civil rights organization. They haven't seen as prevalent or prominent on the issues now, especially as it relates to um, citizens of color being brutalized by um, authorities, you know, like police officers, um, hence come in the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and them having a stronger brand appeal with millennials, you know, those who want to see you out and about and you trying to make it happen and you properly advocate. So I'm just happy to see the NAACP get that joke of life and to assert their relevance in, you know, a meaningful way. We'll see how it all plays out. Long end of LACP with your bad self. And speaking of Alabama on a national front, um, Talladega College, their band is performing yeah. at the presidential inauguration, and that has also made national news and caused yeah. some controversy as well. Um, I personally think it's a very good thing. I think it's a big yeah. deal for the university or the college, whatever they consider themselves to be who have the opportunity to perform at the presidential inauguration, no matter who is being sworn into office. Right. Um, I know it's been said that them showing up seems like some type of support for Donald Trump and his ideals and everything that um, he said, mainly uh, against people of color. But um, I think this is a, a big deal for Taliban, and it gives them a little shine um, in a couple yeah. of years at the presidential inauguration, so I'm happy for them. You know what? I'm happy for them, too. And at some point, you you may not like the man, but you have to respect the office. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's just still a big deal that if you disagree with Trump's rhetoric and everything that he has said that you feel like is against black people, then I look at it as a victory that, you know, we have a representation of a historically black college or university at the That's inauguration. right. Right. Go on, show me, you no monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, show me, no tail growing. <laughs> Go on, twerk that thing at the inauguration. I'll be looking forward to it. Go on, you better have some albums to sell. You better have some product. You better sell and slang as much merchandise and get the most out of the experience. And when you do it, do it with excellence. You know what I'm saying? Change people's minds by being great. You know what I'm saying? Like, show up and show out. That is a great opportunity. Um, folks, so a lot of folks ain't heard of Talladega before, you know what I'm saying, this incident. So you make, you make the best of it. I'm looking forward to 2017. What about yourself? 
Yes, I am too. I'm looking forward to 2017. I'm looking forward to Mardi Gras will be coming up in about a month or so. I get so excited around Mardi Gras. I don't know why. But um, yes, I'm looking forward to just every day. I'm just so blessed. And, you know, I don't get into the whole New Year's Eve thing ever. Um, I'm just glad all the time to see a new day. And just every day That's of right. my life, I look at it and I'm like, I've just been so protected and so covered and so favored and my family has been so, you know, um, just, we've been held basically back from tragedy and all type of things that you see people experience all the time and I just want more of that into every day of this year and the years to come, so I'm I'm happy. Amen. Yeah. I am, um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to roll out our first Wine Down episode um, I'm grateful for the changes that um, that's taking place in my life. It's a transformative year. It's a transitional year. Um, 2016 was definitely awesome. Um, I know, you know, a lot of people can't say the same. And so for that, I'm just grateful for the opportunities um, that have been extended to me, the, the ability to overcome, you know, a lot of everything in our rosy. You know what I'm saying? But when you fall down and get back up it's something to be said about that so i'm just grateful for being able to stand on my two feet to praise god to go into this year um looking forward to a partnership and you know just taking the fear out of my life you know i've had i've lived in fear for a long time and i feel it coming off you know i'm being released from that and i'm pushing through that and you know fear and faith can't exist in the same um, body. So that fearlessness that I had when I left Alabama State and went to New York, I feel that's coming back. You know what I'm saying? That faith that I had that God going to provide, God to make a way, God to open doors, I'll walk through them, God to close doors, and I'll reroute. You know, like that's how I'm looking at 2017. It's a year of faith and fearlessness. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> Amen. Yo, it's your girl E.T. And it's Aunt B. And it's the wind down. Happy 2017. Yes. Be blessed. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.